Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We live in a wasteful society. Things are not built to last. One only needs to go and have an oil change on their car, and they will be informed of the numerous problems that their car then has. Especially after that 100,000 mile mark or so. Uh, however, if you have a newer car, you can probably get more like 150 or 200,000 miles before it really starts breaking down, um, which is pretty decent, you know. But there always is that point where you run into problems. And eventually the car either dies out on us or it becomes a money pit where we are spending so much money on it just to keep it running that it's better to just buy a new car than to constantly be paying to fix it. My car was just like this and it had body damage. The windshield was cracked, 200,000 plus miles on it. The AC was broken, which is miserable in the summer. And already the transmission had been replaced, alternator replaced. Um, the dashboard was lit up like a Christmas tree quite regularly and the straw that broke the camel's back was that the power window started to go out. And so, so much for the 445 AC in the middle of the summer. It was time for a new car to purchase something else that would meet the need. Our God is not a God that trades in his creation or throws it out or starts from scratch. Our God is a God of renewal. He recreates, he restores, and unlike our efforts to restore things, his restoration is a permanent solution. It would have been too easy for God to look at us and his fallen creation and think to himself, you know what? It's not worth fixing. It'd be too hard to fix, too much work, far too costly. Let's just wipe it all out and start over completely from scratch. That's not what God chooses to do. God chooses time and again to recreate, renew, and restore. We first see God restore his creation in the great flood. Sin had been rampant and un going unchecked, and all sorts of gross sins were being done by people. But God, noticing righteous Noah, who was righteous by faith, and tells him to build an ark that he was going to cause the heavens to be ripped open and flood the whole earth. And Noah, believing God, did what God commanded him. The rest of humanity was washed away and destroyed by the flood. But Noah and his family were, slave, were saved with the animals who were gathered two by two, male and female. The earth was cleansed and made new, and a faithful remnant was saved in Noah and his family. At the time of Jeremiah's life, God knew the covenant that he had made with the nation of Israel. He made a covenant with them that as long as they kept his commands, he would be their God, and he would protect them, prosper them, and promise them a future in the land of Canaan that was promised to their father Abraham. It was a covenant that was rooted in the law. It was a covenant of laws rooted in faith that God would do what he promised to do. 
But as Israel fell away from the Lord's ways and fell out of faith in God, it was clear that they would not return in repentance. As a result, God would remove his protection and allow Israel's enemies to enter and conquer them. They would have their land taken from them, and they would be carried off into slavery in a land far away. God could let it be and leave them as they were to rot among the nations. But God, being a just God, promises to make a new covenant with them. God could have tossed Israel aside and started over with a new nation, but instead he seeks to restore them in the land that they had left. God promises to return the nation of Israel to the land of Canaan. He promises to have the city of Jerusalem rebuilt and restored. And he promises to make a new covenant with them that would not be like the covenant that they had broke. God says to the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. This new covenant will consist of two things. It will involve complete forgiveness and spiritual change in the hearts of men so that they truly know and follow God. Instead of destroying the people and punishing them for sin, God will forgive the sins of man. And it will be true forgiveness where he will take away their iniquity and remember it no more. God promises that he will forgive by his action, not as a result of works of man that they would do to receive forgiveness. Instead of giving new laws to govern his people, he will place his law in their hearts so that they will keep his commandments. This is a spiritual change in man that will be recognized by God. He will take action and place their law, his law, in their hearts, so that no one has to tell the other, know the Lord. That is, a sacred relationship where one has conviction of fellowship with God. This new covenant will be written in blood with Christ dying for the atonement of sin. Christ's death on the cross has established a new covenant where sins are forgiven. And faith in him gives a new spiritual reality. And this new covenant will be given in baptism where one's sins are washed clean. Faith given. And a new life in Christ will begin. Instead of destroying your body and soul, 
God washes you clean with water and his word, for the new covenant is given to you to abide in you all your days. The ritual rebirth, the ritual bath is the spiritual reality that God will see. He sees you as a new creation in his son. Instead of casting us aside and throwing us out or trading us in or destroying us, God comes to save, renew, restore, and recreate all mankind. He gives a new Adam as the sacrifice so that justice for you will be given. And on the day of his coming, when this old heaven and earth pass away, it will be made new with Christ as our Lord and King forevermore. Where our bodies will be changed to be like his glorious body, as it was at the resurrection. And it's in this hope of restoration, renewal, and recreation that we find hope to face today, tomorrow, and every day of the rest of our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. The peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.